babies. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Irene. Gentlemen. Bill, you, Bill, you still got your eyes open? Hardly. I'm fucking tired today. <laughs> I went over there today. You look like shit. Yeah, what's new? Mm-hmm. I hey, welcome to the show. Last uh, night, though. No booze for me. Last night? Mm-hmm. What, you just old? <laughs> I drove. I drove. We drove down in. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I wanted to. I didn't. I got, I didn't, whatever. Yeah. Uh, with us, as always, is Sleepy Eyed Bill, a.k.a. Billy Bad Words. Uh, bottom of the totem pole, Do- Dumb is also with us. Raymond, why don't you kick us off with your opening take today? Uh, this is the week, boys. Uh, the Brady Bobos are here to stay. It's Bucks Patriots week, and it is infuriating to hear these assholes that want the Patriots to lose to send Bill Belichick a message. Listen, you're either with us or you're against us. There's no in-between anymore. If you want to be a Buccaneers and Braves fan, that's your take. But for us, the rest of the world, we're Patriots diehards. Go fuck yourselves. What a take from the homer of the panel. <laughs> Don't terribly disagree. Uh, Bill, your opening take for the show. Josh McDaniels is a very overrated offensive coordinator. That was a product of Tom Brady. He's failed two other times, once in Denver and once for a very forgettable stint in the St. Louis Rams, in which I believe they averaged 14 points a game for that lone season. He came back in 2011. I just feel like we it's it's starting to – you got to start to wonder why these two game – you know, back-to-back years. I know last year was Cam Newton, but, again, kind of vanilla fronts. Red zone offense has been atrocious. And was uh, Tom Brady masking some of his um, bad calls when he was here? Yeah, I think that Tom Brady certainly masked a lot of bad calls. Uh, A product of Tom Brady. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, He's not doing himself any favors this year, that's for sure. Uh, I'll go with the Red Sox uh, because it has to be talked about. (laughs) Bill was at the game on Sunday. Clean sweep by the Yankees. Uh, Here's my take. Pre-deadline, the Red Sox were 10-3 and against the Yankees. Post-deadline, the Yankees are 6 and oh, in convincing, brutal fashion. So uh, it all comes back to the deadline for me. However, Dickie's path to the playoffs is still alive for the Red Sox because the schedule gods kissed them right on the lips. So uh, we should expect to see these guys uh, in a week, in another week. Uh, Hold on, before you go, before you go, that Stanton home run last night, or sorry, Sunday night was just so fucking predictable. Yeah. So you could do like, oh God, that ain't I had behind home plate. I watched it. I'm like, this one's going out. Boom. Gone. I'm like, God damn it. Just so predictable. They weren't fighting back. Oh, How to sit in baseball pretty much. Uh, we'll be talking about those things. Obviously a little bit more in depth on the Patriots loss to the saints. Uh, we have, this is Brady week. Welcome. Um, it's, it's off to a tremendous start. Uh, <laughs> raise, raise not for it. Uh, we'll touch on the Red Sox, Yankees, and uh, Sox moving forward. Also, I want to get into a little bit, a touch on a little bit of NBA news revolving around our favorite Kyrie Irving and God. the full-on yeah, Kyrie, baby. in the NBA. Am I wow. still a Kyrie fan? Still a Kyrie fan. Wait, still, no, baby. <laughs> wait, till you read the, wait till you read the email, Bill. You, you won't be I already read it. I saw it this morning. And wait I till just, you read the email oh. as we're in the show. Uh, the Bruins started off their preseason with winning against the Caps, touching that quickly. And then uh, the Ryder Cup, those Brits and uh, Europeans got their uh, booty smoke. So that's the show. Uh, welcome to the Simple Minds Sports Show. You're listening on 
YouTube or watching on YouTube, please subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, please do, this, please do the same. Rate, review, tell your friends, share it amongst the crowd. Uh, as always, we are brought to you by White Birch Brewing at a National New Hampshire Ray address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get down there. Get to the get to the brewery. Give yourself a flight. Give yourself a pint. There it is. Ooh. Ooh I actually really like that one. Nice new stout. shipment. Nice stout. It's the weather's getting crisp. They have these in stock. I believe they also have a pumpkin stout out right well, now. What are you drinking there, dickhead? Oh, indul- indulgence by White Birch Brewing. That looks Very classy good. as fuck. Me or the can? Neither. <laughs> no, the think? can. Not you, dummy. <laughs> uh, this any any like people that actually like beer. This is this is coming up on the time of really great beer drinking season. You know, the heat has fallen off. It's okay to drink stuff that uh, it's heavy. Uh, is heavy. You don't feel like you're gonna melt. Uh, so that's all coming out in White Birch. Get on down there. Uh, if you can't get to the brewery, then certainly find out your local beer store wherever you get it. Tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Okay, real quickly, Bill, you were at the game on Sunday. Uh, I guess you drove home completely sober. Uh, I don't loser. know. Golf clap for you. You fucking loser. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> and now you're just now you're just very sleepy. Well, yeah, we got stuck in traffic in Boston. I don't, I like to drive in a rather, you know, but it was a Sunday night and nobody left. Last two games I went to this year, everyone left a little early. So I got to breeze in, breeze out this year. Oh, God. I don't think we got on the highway till like midnight. Fuck uh, that. Going down Storo Drive that could suck my dick. I hate that fucking street. So, but, and I'm not one of those people that can like get home and just like go right to bed. I got to unwind first. Jerk off. Just like, no, 45 minutes. That's why that's why I'm sleeping. I didn't jerk off last night. No. Are you drinking out of a plastic cup? Yeah, it's wine night. Uh, all right, let's start with obviously we're gonna do some Patriots. Uh, Twenty-eight to thirteen loss to the Saints. I honestly, I was thinking about I was uh, putting the email together and just wondering where to start with this fucking ridiculous bullshit game the Patriots had. And I read an article by. Uh, you know, the famous Tom E. Curran, longtime Patriots beat reporter Tom E. Curran, who uh, I don't know if you guys have been following him stuff, but he is getting a shit ton of hate this year. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty good. Some of it warranted, most of it not. So let me just give you some quotes from his column here at NBC Sports Boston, because I think he nails it. All of it. Okay, so he says, after Sunday's alarming bad loss to the Saints, the Patriots are now one and two. They've lost both their home games. Their acclaimed offensive line is on its way to landing young Mac Jones in traction by Thanksgiving. Their vaunted rushing attack was led Sunday by young Mac with six carries for 28 yards. Yep, if anyone didn't hear that stat yet, Mac Jones was the leading rusher for the Patriots with 28 yards. He goes on to say, their restocked front seven is getting gashed on a weekly basis, they start slowly, they close poorly, they blow coverages, they commit silly penalties. One of their newly acquired tight ends, Jano Smith, dropped three passes on Sunday. I think it was four. The I thought it was four, the one up the sidelines. Yep. Mm-hmm. On third down, that, oh, God. The last one volleyed into the arms of defender who turned it into seven points just after halftime. Their other newly acquired tight end, Hunter Henry, went sprinting upfield before the snap on a fourth and one just before halftime. Their prices free agent wide receiver Nelson Aguilar had five catches for 38 yards. Two past two games is playing like at a Philip Dorsett level. Their all pro punter, Jake Bailey, sorry, Ray, had a blocked punt, a touchback, and sent a kickoff out of bounds in the first three games. That's that part is fucking unbelievable. Hold on. He did 
had back-to-back games. He did it last week, too, against the Jets. He kicked one out of bounds. This guy, that's twice in two weeks. Where the fuck? Ugh. It goes on no just an insult to injury. No pun here, but James White was injured on Sunday after two really good games or, you know, last, yesterday he was – he was a key part of their offense. Let's put it that way. Uh, he's gone indefinite, indefinitely. Their best defensive player, Stefan Gilmore, will continue on IR until week six. Uh, lastly, he says, we knew this would take time. 11 of the Patriots' 22 starters on Sunday are in their first or second season as starters with the team. But the most alarming thing about this one and two is the quality control of the level of the product. It's low. Like I said, I think you hit all the key areas. I'll throw a couple more at you, and we'll just run down the list and talk about how bad it was. The defense cannot get a stop when they need it, dating all the way back to Miami. The offensive line, we know they can't block, run, or pass. Uh, Undisciplined mistakes have not been cleaned up since week one like we thought. And other than Nick Folk, who's setting NFL records, fucking unbelievably setting NFL records, their special teams has been an absolute joke. In this game in particular, John o. Smith, we can touch on. Josh McDaniel, to your opening take, Bill. The front seven, Kyle Van Noy and that Camara touchdown. Taysom Hill beating them, ending the game. Well, they um, only had 10 guys on the field, say, too. They only had 10 guys, yeah. Offense, was... defense, coaching. How bad is this team? Where do you want to start? Can I start? Ray, go to you can, first. Can I, just... I know you, you were very upset because you stopped texting and like midway through the <laughs> second half of that game. So that's when I know you're upset. Well, the other thing, too, is – when do you think Robert Kraft's going to sit down with Bill Belichick and be like, you just spent a quarter of a billion dollars oh, here we go again, on, this, on this offseason? What the fuck? Nothing, nothing's panning out for these guys. It's bad. This is very bad. Like, okay, this is, can, I, a- can, I, can I do something here? Because this is where this whole, you know, the New England fan slugging down stouts, this is immediately where their stupid brains are going, that Bill Belichick is about to get fired because No, 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 I didn't say that. I did not say that. Robert Kraft will not have a conversation with Bill Belichick that sounds like, hey, you spent all of my money, why aren't you better? That will not happen. They have been business partners. He's been an employee of him for 20 years. He has six world championships, Super Bowls. He's been to nine of them. He's the greatest coach of all time. He's had one bad season last year and he's off to a bad start this year with a brand new team he will get this season to get shit on straight and he's not in jeopardy of being fired at all Didn't or having a conversation there no one's having a conversation with bill okay. belichick that you spent all my money you need to do very better. good that's not happening all right however however let me go Defense- that conversation's happening behind closed doors <laughs> it's just not happening to bill belichick's face yeah no, but the defense here is terrible. Bill Belichick, the genius mind that he is, I think it's time to loosen up on his son and Gerard Mayo's reins on the defensive coordinator line of things and start taking the defense back into his own hands because this defense is atrocious. I mean, Kyle Van Noy, uh, Matthew Judon was the only bright spot yesterday in the um, defensive grouping, I think. But, uh, you know, you got uh, J.C. Jackson. He's not a clear number one. He's a number two guy. He doesn't belong covering the best players on the other team. Uh, you got Kyle Van Noy, who doesn't look good. You got um, Winovich, who doesn't look good. Uh, your guys up front, your front seven that you can just run all day on this team. It's just, it's just a very bad product they have on the field right now. Yeah, Bill, I don't, I mean, that front seven is a question mark for me. It's supposed to be their strength. Their run defense is clearly getting annihilated. Van Noy, we know missed a week with an injury. Hightower had limited minutes. There's question marks revolving around that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's coaching and play calling. It's certainly a lot, some of it's coaching for sure. The Van Noy play, I heard Ted Johnson talk about it, that there was supposed to be bracketed coverage up the middle and Judon missed it, and either Van Noy let it go 
or he also missed it. So it's miscommunication, which you blame on coaching and the players. It's a mix there, uh, but it should be a strength of their team. And it's certainly not, I don't know where the blame goes, but they got to fix it. Yeah. And it seems like they're missing guys in the locker room too. That can kind of bring everybody together. You know, you, you talk about 11 new starters in their first or second year on the team. I mean, that's, that's pretty big and use the miscommunications things. Yeah. I mean, you don't usually see that, especially with a veteran team, you know, which is we're pretty accustomed to for as Patriots fans over the years. So, so now you're, you're mixing in a lot of, you know, Matt Judon's there still Bentley's in his third or fourth year. I mean, you still got a lot of guys and you know, that are new to this offense. I mean, defenses and same thing with Kyle Duggar, Jalen Mills. I mean, half your team, even Adrian Phillips, you have Adrian Phillips up there who, who to me seems like a perfect you know, candidate to get back up in, in that line of scrimmage, you know, you're playing him off the ball. You see him down the field now covering wide receivers. You know, why won't you, he played that role pretty fucking good last year as a kind of that linebacker. I, I know he's a safety, but get him on the field more and, and, and put him on the line to at least stop the run. It's ridiculous. I mean, Matt Judon, he's looked okay, but again, he's battling an injury, you know, he's got a, a knee injury too. And it's just, you can't have it. You're not used to seeing the miscommunications, the stupid penalties. We're not used to seeing this over 20 years, you know, and it, it, it looks like you're the, the fucking New York jets out there right now with the way you're just letting this team and then big stops. Like, come on, man. How do you, how do you, that's two games, two out of three games, Miami, you had that game. You had that fucking game. You could have stopped them after the fumble, got the ball back and you're still in field goal range and make in, or you're driving a field goal range. Yesterday was a, was a joke and not that in again, miscommunication. You had 10 guys on the fucking field. This is, this is where I go with the defense at last game. I mean, JC Jackson skated, but they, I, the saints have no one, no wide receivers. They have no one to throw the ball to. They got one guy that can make plays. His name's Alan Kamara and this and the Patriots did nothing to bottle him up. And then the last drive where they needed to stop Taysom fucking Hill and the wildcat beat you a couple times, not including the third and seven that Jameis fucking Winston completed to basically seal the game. It ended up being, but uh, going back to Miami, uh, going back to, you know, uh, the saints game, the whole point was the defense was supposed to be able to win games like that. They were supposed to be able to shut that down and give the ball back in good position and kick a field goal to win in Miami or go down and tie the game. If you're the Patriots after you just gained momentum, Mac Jones is running for first downs, ripping fucking knee braces off, throwing up, uh, you know, uh, single coverage lollipops to Kendrick Bourne to go make a play. They got the touchdown. The crowd's back in it. Boom, get the defense on the field. You had three and outs, two possessions in a row against the Saints, and then you get them going a seven, what is it, seven, eight-minute drive and score a touchdown, not even a field goal to seal the game. You let Taysom Hill walk in from 12 yards out or whatever. That's unacceptable. And you don't even get the new players on defense excuse because who's new on defense that's making a, a, a big impact? Judon was brought in this year. Adrian Phillips played like 150,000 snaps last year. I think he's pretty accustomed to the to the – to the team you got high terror back van noy has been in the system long enough he doesn't need time to adjust winovich has been there there's enough guys it, dietrich wise lawrence guy where the fuck are these guys so there's enough guys in that defense and key positions of that defense that the gelling and not knowing the system is not an excuse they are, are um you know they 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 cost you that game for sure um in the miami game you certainly had a chance to come back and win that too however the offense didn't do him any goddamn favors from the get-go. That offensive line was getting Mac Jones crushed. I think the final tally was 11 hits technically, but every time he dropped back, it seemed like he was getting bring the annihilated. House. They were bringing Absolutely the house. Annihilated. And Josh McDaniels didn't do him any favors on this. How, how slow did those plays look? Like, 
developing through the whole first half. It was just every single time, if it was a pass, it was play action, turn your back to the defense, five-step drop, wait for something to come open. And like, he didn't have that time. He didn't have half that time. Yeah. And it, it, which is funny too, because, you know, last week you checked down Mac, you know, and you saw this week too. Now you're trying to stretch it out down the field and now you have no time to do it. So it's like, all right, last, you know, I was bitching last week while you're checking it down, but obviously your offensive line is fucking atrocious, you know, and, and we got to get out of the fucking drives to nowhere. That what a seven and a half minute drive to kick a fucking field goal after a bad sack on third down or second down in the red zone that knocked you out. There, there's a big questions with Josh McDaniels red zone play. And I know the offensive line has been terrible, but these fucking drives just dink and dunk, dink and dunk that are leading to field goals. Like I, it needs to be better play calling. We called for it coming out of the half. We wanted to see him spread the field and put Mac in a shotgun and let him get rid of the football. That didn't happen. Didn't happen Not at quite. all. It did a little bit. I mean, it certainly did more than the first half, but um, you know, his ball shrunk up once they got inside the oh, 30 yeah, no, as it, it has yeah. all season, but I'll get, we, I want to get to Josh uh, McDaniels here in a second, Ray, this offensive line, is it as big a concern as it looks in the field or can it be straightened out? Because, and let me, let me answer my own question. Why I tell you this, I think the personnel is there, especially a big, if I get it, but if Trent Brown can come back and give you something, anything, I mean, um, shit, sorry. I lost his name. Right. Tackle Haran. He wasn't terrible last game. I mean, he wasn't good, but in the third quarter, they sent a corner blitz. It was him against the corner and the corner put him on his fucking ass. Like it was clear as day on the TV broadcast. He doesn't belong out there. So I asked you the question, get, you know, is this a, something that can be fixed? We've seen it fixed before with the Patriots. I think their personnel is there. If they stay healthy, I don't know. I don't know what, what their, what their problem is right now. They should be good. They're not. Can it be fixed? The, the starting right tackle, Trent Brown, needs to come back. That would be a big help in the right direction. But like uh, the Dolphins did and the Saints did, all they did was rush on the right side. That's where they're bringing all their pressure through the blitz. The left side's strong and good, you know, but the weak side is the right side, and that's where everyone's going. Can this be fixed? I hope so with Trent Brown coming back, but I don't know. I think uh, you have a new offensive uh, line coach. You know, Dante Skarniecki retired again last year year for the second time and the first time he retired it looked terrible when he left the first time so now we're seeing the true how important he really was to this team so i hope it can get fixed with trent brown coming back but i don't think it's going to i think well, it's also for, a, good uh, i do all popovich too you know he didn't get vaxxed and so he was out that was their their offensive line coach that kind of um worked under skarnecki for the last couple of years they were they had two of them so, I mean, you're losing there. Do you have an easy fix on the offensive line, in my opinion? I've been, I've been saying that Ninwa on the left guard needs to, needs to get back out there, right tackle. You have Ferentz that you can play in right at, uh, at left guard. You know, I know he's your backup center, but that's that seems or like Karras. Or Karras. 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 No, that's Ted Karras. Sorry, Ferentz, I think they got rid of. But, yeah, Ted Karras, who you spent, I think he's four and a half million. Yeah, he's, he's making okay money. He, wore, he was war There was some speculation. I was watching Twitter. There was some speculation. They might put him in last game. He was warming up on the sideline. But I think you're right. And I, you know, this may be a, a little bit of an offshoot here, but obviously you let, um, you kept Shaq Mason and you let, sorry, my names are fucking gone today. Uh, left guard that went to the chiefs. Tony, Tony, Jesus. It can be asked. Could you have traded Shaq Mason take given that money, a lot of that money it to Tooney and maintained one of the best left guards. And I mean, I know he got 16 million with the chiefs or whatever, but Shaq Mason's making 10. So I don't know. Yeah. I, you, you can go back to personnel decisions, but I think you're onto something there, Bill. We saw Nino on the right tackle last year. He wasn't 
you know, went all pro, but he was a rookie and he's certainly better than what they have over there. And we know Ted Karras is a, a viable inside yeah, offensive lineman. Yeah, he started for Miami last year. Let's not forget that. I mean, he came over, he was signed because David Andrews was supposedly out the door. So I, I think for, go ahead. sorry to interrupt you. Can I ask you, you know, it, it all goes back to Belichick, right? And I have a feeling that whether this is right or wrong, that Belichick is not panicking. And no, I don't he's think so. looking at all these games as learning and, but I don't know if he has that leeway. You drop, you're going to drop to one and three. You're going to be two and three after the Texans game. Oh, how fucking awesome it would be if they beat Brady next week. After yeah, the- yeah, yeah. We'll get there. But I'm just looking at Bill going, okay, like there's some fixes here. Personnel wise, you can sit some of these guys, John Smith dropping. He looked like a, a, he was out to La La Land that game. Well, saying they kept throwing him the fucking ball. They're saying he had a concussion. He hit his head on one of the plays, and they probably they said the guy he's automatic. He in Tennessee, he was catching everything that was thrown to him. They're saying this is not like him, so they're thinking that he had a concussion after he uh, fell to the ground on the first catch. Yeah, I was also I not a guy streaming drops. at the TV yeah. to cut this guy, and why do we spend all this money on him? I I I still give the tight ends more leeway than a lot of the other uh, personnel groups on this team. There's a lot to learn as a tight end in the New England offense, and you're dealing with the rookie quarterback. So, I mean, but still, it was a bad game by Janu. They should have sat him. Probably should have sat him when they figured he had a concussion. But I just wonder if, you know, Belichick's letting a lot of these guys in the team work through this horrific play, thinking that, you know, we'll learn from this and we'll get better as we move forward. I just don't know if he has enough leeway with the schedule. Um, And that goes for the undisciplined mistakes, which were continued. I mean, the Hunter Henry one. Ooh, ooh, you can, you could be a rookie tight end or a 20 year veteran. You can't, go sprinting up the field on fourth and one so like, bad so bad bad mistakes. Uh, all right let's do the mcdaniel stuff uh the big one that stands out obviously is third quarter you're down 21 to three you've marched down the field they <laughs> did let mac jones throw it all over the place they went five wide split empty backfield a couple times on that drive and mac was uh i don't want i don't want to say chewing him up but he was finding his receivers he was moving down the field got to the 11 yard line and then uh, old friend Brandon Bolden got two fucking carries in a row. Got two carries in a row after I don't think they ran the ball more than twice on that drive. And then a check down to John Smith and they kicked the field goal. Where's Harris? He got That's blown up in pass protection. Up, yeah. Yeah. Bolden, I think both. Bolden was in there for pass protection. James White went out again. We can second guess some personnel. Sony Michelle. You're kind of missing him right now. They don't trust Harris in pass protection, I don't think. James White goes down. J.J. Taylor is a fourth to fifth string running back as much as well, we Well, then like you got what you had in the fourth round pick in Stevenson, who's, you know, we haven't seen him since Miami. But uh, right now with James White out, then you have to. I mean, there's nothing out the market. Todd Gurley, shit like that. But, yeah, you, I mean, it's the question. Well, whatever. Has, whatever the it's question Brandon Bolden or D- Damian Harris, Bill, on that drive, I'm not handing the ball off two times at the 11-yard line. It's the NFL, right? No one hands the ball off twice at the 11-yard line in the NFL. Not today, not in these day and age. Nobody, not a single team does that unless you really, really fucking suck. And Mac Jones doesn't suck. And you got enough money spent at your tight ends and your wide receiver positions that you should be able to take some shots in the end zone, especially when you're down 21 to three in the midway through the third quarter. It's winning time, kids. It's winning time. That's that's the biggest Josh McDaniel second guess, of course. Um, but also, I think he completely abandoned the run in the first half after they got down for whatever reason. Damian Harris ripped off a couple good runs there in the first possessions, even though it went three and out for the first you know three possessions. Four drives, right? Ugh. Yeah, it was bad. But you know, 
you can't abandon the run, especially this team. Mac Jones throwing 51 times. You can't let a rookie quarterback throw it 51 times. You know like the Jaguars out there. Would you rather feel comfortable with uh, Brandon Bolden running the ball in the 11-yard line or Ramadama Ding Dong Stevenson running the ball at the 11-yard line? Trick question, neither. Throw the fucking ball. Nah. What I don't understand, too, is if you look at last year when you were down big in a lot of games and you're still trying to establish your run with Cam, now you have a quarterback that can throw the ball – do a real nice play action and then you're it's 21 to three and now like your run is completely abandoned right so like i get it the, the different quarterbacks but like you're still early into that game like you still had a whole nother half and you had a nice long drive that probably would have got some points if you know you maybe threw in the throwing the football so i mean there's a double-edged sword at the moments but to completely abandon it even in the second quarter they abandoned it in the second quarter when they gave up the yeah. it was two touchdowns they were what was it 14 to three and yep. they abandoned it right then and there. And it's like, all right, cool. And yeah, 51 times. What would he throw? 38 his, his uh, first game. Now, yeah. he's, now he's up to 51. And let's be real. I mean, yeah, no protection, but Mac did not look good. He didn't. That was his, you know, welcome to the NFL game rookie moment. I mean, he was getting peppered with just everything. But yeah. Well, let me ask you this question, Bill. You know, I, I know we had the texture cha- exchange and you had, you know, you know, this is looks like a rookie today. Um, you know, didn't have a good game and I can't, you know, no one's going to say he had a good game. Uh, one touchdown, three picks. I don't think any of those picks were really his fault, but um, I don't, I don't even have Mac Jones on the list of reasons why they lost this game. No, I don't either. He doesn't I don't even either, on but... the list for me. No, I mean, no. I, he showed me something as, as a guy that a lot of people question whether he could handle the, the physicality of the NFL. That guy fucking got balls, baby. Kept getting back up, kept getting back up. And you saw him that last pick that he threw. This is another thing that maybe a football professional could tell us. That was the second um, miscommunication it looked like with Nelson Aguilar. Earlier in the game, he, Jones had him wide open on a post route that should have been he was a touchdown. Turned around, and he was turned around, yeah. Jones, I forget which way, but they but Left. these he players to go right. Yeah, uh, Aguilar went went the flag route, and Jones threw the post on the last play of the game. It was opposite, and that's when Mac Jones got picked. So I don't know what if that's miscommunication or if the last play Jones was just throwing it up because it was fourth and ten end of the game. But obviously, you know, it goes back to it's not the Patriots that we're used to. A lot of new guys, blah 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 blah. But no, I think I think Jones showed us a lot. I you know I don't look. You get good quarterback play. You got top half of the league quarterback play in your rookie right now he's the least of your worries but don't send him back could there be justin fields killed. right now <laughs> could have justin fields who didn't look that great nine sacks <clears throat> talk about tomorrow bill <laughs> we'll get to it tomorrow um here's the last point i'll make in this because we're late and then i want to get to your opening take ray I, I don't think the sky is falling i don't know if they'll make the playoffs because it's going to be a big hole to climb out of. And I don't know if you're that type of team to climb out of it, but I think the mistakes that they're making in the personnel groups that they're making them can be changed. You know, you're not, it's not Cam Newton. It's not like there's a, a floor and a ceiling in the same spot and they both suck. You got good quarterback play that should theoretically get better. You're bad on your lines and that's probably where your best players are. So if they can sh- get their heads out of their asses and figure it out, the personnel should elevate that play. And I still have faith in Belichick and his coaching staff. Maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to give that at least till midway this season, maybe the end of the season. So I have faith that they'll get better. I think they'll get better um, and they'll clean up some of the mistakes and the happy poor shit. Uh, and if you continue to get decent quarterback play, you should still be in the mix somewhere around the middle to the end of the season. That being said, 
a lot of Patriots nation doesn't feel that way. And they would love Tom Brady in his puke shit orange Jersey to shove it down Belichick's throat on Sunday night football coming up. Ray, I'll just throw it back over to you. If you want to vent some more frustration, I know that we, we know that you gave away your woman's uh, Tom Brady uh, Buccaneers Jersey. So that's a step in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. But the, the people that are saying that, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, but I want Tom Brady to come in here and just score 75 points on Bill Belichick this week. They are the most insufferable human beings on planet Earth. They need to be sent to Guantanamo Bay and be tortured like they did for the Taliban because these people are fucking cunts. I hate them. I can't stand them. Oh, I'm a Brady fan. No, you're either a Patriots fan or a Bucks fan. There's no such thing as being a Brady fan. This is the most stupid. Dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You're either with us or you're against us. And if you want Belichick to get his fucking, like as Bill would say, his curb stomping by the Buccaneers, you do not deserve to put the Patriots jersey on ever again or root for this team. I can't deal with this shit. Like you go to work, you hear, you see all these people in Buccaneers jerseys. Are you a Bucks fan? No, I like Brady. <laughs> Fuck you. Then you're not a, you're not a Patriots fan then. He left. He did not want to be here, people. What don't you understand? Him and his wife did not want to be here anymore that's 759 beep i don't care this is like what don't you guys get he did not want to be in new england anymore he wanted to leave he hated it here he hated bill belichick he hated the organization he wanted to go to florida he wanted a better place because he wanted to make his brand better do you guys get it he hates us like why would you root for this fucking cunt I'm done. Uh, yeah, good rant. I think that's a good rant from your from that side of the fan base, which I'm mostly on. But I I think that you know there's a lot of people that are not that um, smart. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they're not that crazy about it. Like that. Here's here's where here's where it gets fishy. The Patriots don't look very good right now. So there's a lot of people jumping off this bandwagon and, and expressing their spite and aggravation with Bill Belichick letting Brady go because he won a Super Bowl. They're good. You're not. So so the, if you were good, a lot of those people would not be rooting for Brady. And that's where the false fanhood, if that's what you want to call it, kind of comes into play for me. Yeah, a little bit. I don't like it. the real fan, fake fan thinking. I think it's kind of fucking stupid, but. I, I do. I don't like frauds. So if you were the if Patriots were good and you were coming in this game three and zero, then you wouldn't have as many people rooting for Brady. I'll tell you that right now. It's because the Patriots look bad, so they want to root for a winner because they're frauds. So I'll, I'll get I'll get on that with you. I'll jump on that with you. And Great. yeah, the anybody and, and anything prove Belichick wrong, shove it down his throat, Brady, shove it down his throat. Yeah, no, you can fuck off. You can go move to Tampa and see how that works out for you. That's not you don't get to come back if the Patriots get good. No, you're out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Can we touch on the Red Sox here quickly there, Bill? uh, Sunday night, Bill. Sleepy Bill. (laughs) Sleepy Bill. I mean, Friday you got crushed. It was a classic. Evaldi is due for one of those once a month kind of guy. You know, four times a year, Evaldi's going to get shelled. The Yankees have his number a little bit, honestly. Uh, So Friday night was whatever. Saturday. Just a wild, wild eighth inning, crappy, shitty fucking baseball. And Sunday, you pissed it away. Let's be honest. You pissed it away. You got a decent start, good start from Erod. That eighth inning again, you had the Dahlbach pussy play going into the going into the fence. You had the bad call by Joe West. And then Judge and Stanton took it to you and you collapsed. And that that is a microcosm for this team is when it's going bad. They don't have the balls to sack up and, and 
get over it unless it's against, you know, the Royals or something. You could just feel it. I bet you could feel it in the ballpark. You said it. You knew Stanton was going to hit the ball. Everybody in the ballpark, except for the 40,000 Yankees fans, probably oh was God, shivering in their so fucking boots. fucking many. And Can then I we just do it. this real quick? And I know yep. that the Lou Merloni thing, how much did that hurt? How much did that hurt, Lou? Oh, woof. Bad timing there, buddy. Yeah, bad, oh, God. bad timing. No, I mean... You know, game two, you 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 pitched Darwinson Hernandez to Mike Stan or Gino Carlos Stanton. He has he has three homers, ten RBIs in the series, and you fucking knew. It. I mean, you had an atrocious call by Joe West. You know, you you can review basically everything in baseball. Why can't you kind of review that? Again, I don't. You know, you you strike out Judge there. You probably get out of that inning. Honestly, you know, I I still think, yeah, you're pitching. You're, you're pitching. Sorry to stand you, Bill. I'm gonna go. You, know, you go here from here. But uh, I'm not a big the refs lost you the game. Type no, I'm not saying, move. but uh, this one, this one is one of those that, yeah, no, you fucked them because it, it don't, and don't give me this. We'll just get Aaron judge out. And then no, they're, they're two of the best hitters in baseball right now. And you got them out. You got them out one, twice. You got judge out because fucking dipshit on first base. Can't catch the ball. And then dipshit behind the plate can't make the right call. So yeah. the the Red Sox got screwed. Let's let's call it what it is. Yeah, and then I was sitting directly behind home plate, so I didn't exactly see it. I just heard it was what a know, humble brag is here. Yeah, well, whatever. But no, I'm just saying I didn't see. Like I thought he tipped it. You know, everybody around us. I'm like, no, he tipped it. You know, he's still up there. And then the next fucking pitch. But let's let's not forget the way the Red Sox even took the lead. DJ LeMahieu on third base, pop-up, dropped. Joey Gallo, gold glove outfielder, drops a ball in left field that took the lead. So, I mean, you were you were trailing all night. You were chasing all night. You just couldn't you couldn't do it. Montgomery looked good, and then the Yankees bullpen pitched great. Chad Green got the win, his 10th win in relief. But, yeah, I mean, you didn't want to see it. You needed one or two of those games. Now you're, now you're second wild card, and now you're on the road against the Yankees that you're 0-6 against in the All-Star since the All-Star, uh, since the trade deadline, which is a huge – difference i mean yeah the past there you got baltimore and you have um washington to finish up so you're, you're going to get there but man that was that was a fucking i just well, yeah you moralizing series you lost control of your of your destiny but i the other thing in, in addition to the the red sox finishing with the orioles and the nats and um they've done their they've done their job against bad teams this year they should take four yep. to six of that and i expect them to be in the playing game but the other side of that is the yankees play the jays so hypothetically you know, if the Jays take two or three, you're back in Fenway. The Yankees take two or three, you're firmly in the playing game. There's like, if you don't make this playing game, it's an epic collapse. And you're going to point right to this series, dude. You had your chances. Yep. You had your chances last night and you just couldn't do it. And I'm, you know, after you gave up the lead, I'm questioning why you're letting Ottavino pitch to uh, Mike Stan. Or just, I don't know why I want to keep calling him Stan, no, see, Mike Stan. That's and a, I know. <laughs> that's his name. I don't know. Is it officially his name? I think he changed his name. He changed wasn't his, his middle name. Or anyways, but yeah, like why? That's a big question mark. Why are you letting Ottavino pitch pitch to Stanton, who I believe it was the second pitch, roped it over for 428 feet over the um, – green monster and basically put the, the fucking game away made it six to three and that was our six to two six to three yeah, yeah at, that, at that at that point and it's like uh but yeah you needed to be you needed to get one of these games you needed because you would have been up one you know you were tied going in and at least you still had more control over your own fate i get it you got you got playing two of the worst teams in baseball but you still don't really control your fate toronto does get to play tampa but tampa's already clinched up um the al east so they got really nothing to play for and don't sleep on seattle kind of they're still 
hanging around, you know, they won again today. So they're, they're still hanging around. So, I mean, it still puts your pressure on the Red Sox to fucking. Yeah. They got to go win. They They absolutely, if they go win and they go handle their business, they're in. Um, And if the blue Jays do you a favor, honestly, um, and take a couple from the Yankees and you're back in Fenway. So um, we'll see. I mean, just. You got to beat the Orioles. You got to, you got to finish. You got, you got to finish strong. You can't lose to these shit teams. Cause then like you're saying, that's an epic collapse, epic collapse. And again, just one more time, 10 and three against the Yankees before the deadline. Oh, and six after the deadline. Kyle good Schwarber. Thing. Good thing. You got help. that. Good thing. You got that um, tiebreaker though. So even if you tie him, you're still at home. So that's Fuck a, you, that's... Bill. I don't want to end. Just... Fucking Come Bill. On, uh, here, here we go. This is good. This is some good negative, funny shit. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> I didn't believe this. I had to Google it once you said that. <laughs> it's sourced, baby. It's sourced. So first I saw the headline, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, not at media day, health and safety, COVID protocols. No surprise there. Dumpster fire 2.0 coming your way. Uh, I don't know if he's claiming religious or just, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving rules why he doesn't want to do this, but whatever, fine. There's a, there's a few, you know, there's a number of uh, NBA players that are still not, doing the vaccine. And then I read this fucking piece. I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, Cause it's pretty good. Uh, it's that it was from rolling stone. Let me find the guy who wrote Matthew it. Sullivan. <laughs> it, it might be fake. Our friend is Matthew <laughs> Sullivan and he's a dumbass. but no, this is Matt Sullivan. Uh, this is Matt Sullivan out of, I don't know where he's from, but it was in Rolling Stone. So let me just get to this. Uh, detailing the situation regarding vaccine holdouts in a small but influential cadre. That's how you know it's from some fucking Rolling Stone cadre of anti-vaccine players continue to impact the NBA. Journalist Matt Sullivan laid out a scene sure to make supporters of modern medical science uncomfortable at best. Noting that of the 50 to 60 NBA players yet to receive a single dose of uh, the majority are considered merely reluctant skeptics. A subset, quote, amount to their own shadow roster of anti-vaxxers amounting behind the scenes resistant to COVID protocols and the truth. I don't know where those quotes are from. Uh, former Boston Celtics point guard and NBA associate vice president Kyrie Irvin, in particular, has in recent days begun the, quote, following and liking of Instagram posts for conspiracy theorists who claim that secret societies are implanting vaccines and a plot to connect black people to the master computer for a plan of Satan. (laughs) Perhaps more concerning per Sullivan's sources, this quote, uh, Moderna microchip misinformation campaign is spread across multiple NBA locker rooms and in group chats. Patients among many such uh, with such views is wearing thin in many parts, such as Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who goes on to say the NBA should uh, basically just tell these players to get their fucking uh, heads on straight. And if you're going to risk the health and safety of your players, blah, blah, blah. And he goes to say, if your kids were sick, you would look for the greatest medical attention and so on and so forth. But the fucking Kyrie Irving liking posts that it's going to lead to Satan. I mean, Wow. Good fucking toot on us. We've been calling this guy a self-absorbed piece of shit for three years now, four years now, except for Bill who snip snapping back and forth, I think just to piss us off. But I love Kyrie. He's my guy. Keep it up, baby. <laughs> what <a> fucking <laughs> what an unbelievable. And again, we know that he has the ear of a lot of these NBA players. Now, 50 to 60, I think, is down a lot from what he used to have. 50 to 60 fucking nut jobs who thinks that it's a Satan, you know, it's he's, Satan. he has his own cult in the NBA. 
He has his own fucking little cult. In the He's NBA. leading a cult in the NBA. And for anybody asking the question, we who knows Jason Tatum is or was a friend of Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum has confirmed that he got vaccinated. Um, so whether he's in the cult or not, he's on the outside looking in from the vaccination standpoint. You know what happened? Kyrie was sitting down with him at a nice restaurant. And he was explaining this to him, be like, you know, this vaccine has a microchip. It's just so Satan can come back one day. And that's when Jason Tatum says, Kyrie, I got dinner tonight. Get me the fuck away from this dude, you fucking loser. Yeah. I had COVID. It stunk. I think I'm just going to let them fucking shoot me with whatever they want. So if they yeah. say it works, I just, if yeah. Satan comes, he can take me. I don't know what to tell you, yeah. Gary. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. That's crazy, man. And fuck this guy, Matt Sullivan, was saying ex Celtics point guard. Come on, man. Why are you going to drag us through the mud? He's yeah, the he's a net. That was like three guard. teams ago. Come on. Jesus. Yeah. Just what a fucking story. And I believe every single word of it. Uh, we ran out of time for Bruins talk, but they won uh, in shootouts uh, against the Caps. Uh, DeBrusque looked good. Halal looked good. I think that's how you Yippee. pronounce it. And uh, we'll talk more about that moving forward. DeBrusque <laughs> still on Bill's shit list. And the Ryder Cup, the boys took it home uh, 19 to 9. What was the score? 19 to 9. 19 yeah. to 9. Dude, yeah. they fucking killed it. Chugging beers on the first hole on Saturday. That crowd was insane. Oh my god! I gotta Next, go. In two years, when they come back to America, we gotta go. Oh fuck yeah! This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show, Fat Tuesday Weekend Roundup, September twenty eighth. Hey, happy birthday to mine, mother! Happy birthday, mom! Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday for the NFL Weekend Recap. Recap. Bye bye. Kathy, see you soon, baby girl. Happy birthday. Uh, fuck you, Ray. I, I plan on telling her in person as well. <laughs> see you there, Ray. <laughs> it's really hoping we could just do some writer talk in the uh, in the post game, but post show. Yeah, we are. Me, we are. We are. Me, and, me and Ray are going to do some writer talk later. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You set yourself up wow. for that one. That was, <laughs> that was a fucking layup. Really walked into that. Damn it. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Yep. No problem.